Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Let's Be Real with Mike. Mike here. Hope everyone's doing well. I know it's been a little while, but here I am, back at it. So, let's start off this podcast with, you know, politics. Let's take a walk over to the Judge House. Harry, Harry, let's get started. So, in recent news, Donald Trump is a clown. I mean, nothing new there, but just thought I'd, you know, highlight that comment there. Um, I'm sure many, many of you w- witnessed the uh, first presidential debate between he and Biden. Trump and Biden, that is. Um, I felt like I was observing a kindergartner classroom. And Chris Harris sucks. He had awful, awful, awful control. No power over any of them. And was just a disaster to to be part of. I mean, I think everyone's blood pressure was probably through the roof. And if you take medicine or not, I think everyone went to the doctors the next day to consider taking medication. Because that was just not cool. So, yeah, Chris Harris sucks. Thank God... That's his only night he's, you know, moderating moderating a debate. I mean, it was just awful. Awful. Um, I mean, overall, personally, I think the debate was somehow rude to the American people. Rude in the sense that, you know, the people didn't really get to hear what they needed to hear in order to be confident about their vote come November. I mean, I already know who I'm voting for, but I've known for four years now anyone but Trump, and all my friends and family know that about me. I mean, to each their own, but that's just is what it is. Right, Trumpy? It is what it is. Anywho, um, yeah, so the debate was a disaster when not organized, and I think that has a large part to do with the moderator and... The campaigns, I mean, especially Donald Trump, I mean, you have to agree to certain points and rules before you do a debate, and Trump's party definitely, like, you know, consented into the rules, but clearly he did not abide by any, so there, there should be a consequence. Who, I mean, but who the fuck knows? He doesn't get any consequences for any of his actions, and that's just how it is. But the debate was awful, and... I don't know. I know he just got COVID-19, so I really hope they just dismiss the second debate, because I think, based on the first debate, I think people got a sense of the characters they're voting for, rather than the stances and um, beliefs. But even so, I think this election mostly has to do with character. I mean, obviously, stances and beliefs are a large part of who we vote for, but at this point, what our country's in, what the status of our country is, we should definitely just vote by character. I mean, that's just that's just an obvious thing. But might not be obvious to some others, but if you're sane and you are a good person at heart and have empathy, um, I think you're going to be pretty good and confident with the vote you cast in November. But then again, you never know. You never know. 
someone could be in a different mood that day. Someone could be like, you know, Jojo, hashtag Jojo. Like, come on. A vote for Jojo is a vote for Trump in my book. Sorry, not sorry. But um, yeah, I get it. I know people don't like voting for just one of two sides. But this election is not one of those years to just vote for a third party. This election is very important, and and some people are taking it personal, such as me. I mean, what Donald Trump stands for is hate and racism and inequality. And he really doesn't care about pro-life. He's more pro about anti-choice. Let's just make that very clear. He's pro of anti-choice, not pro-life. Okay? He doesn't care about the people. Sorry, he does not. And his character shows that. And I'm glad we're in the judge house right now because I wanted to make this a section where you could just, you know, listen to specific politic things. And I think a lot of people will agree with me here. We have a lot to get off our chest about this guy. And the first and foremost thing is to get him out of the fucking White House. And it's not your house. And you don't control as much as you think you do. I mean, we're not playing toys, little boy. We're playing life. And in the game of life, votes count. And that's why people need to make sure they get their ass out and vote, either by mail or the voting polls. Just don't throw away your vote just because you don't like either one. I mean, you think Biden was my first choice? Nah. I liked Pete and Kamala. And, (laughs) come on, people. Let's just put on our big big boy boots, big boy shoes, and just do it for the country and cast your fucking vote. Because it's not really that hard. Like, seriously. Come on. But yeah. Uh, Back to another subject, since we're in the judge house. Um, Tonight's debate is between Harris and Pence. And, like I just said, Kamala Harris was my first choice out of all the Democratic candidates. And I think she's going to do a fine job if she gets in the White House. And personally, it makes me feel better about my vote come November because she is on the Democratic side with Biden. Um, Had there been another VP candidate, um, I'd probably still vote for Biden because anyone but at this point, right? But I have good hopes and feelings about tonight's debate, and I think it's going to be more structured, more clear, more outlined, and not so rude to the American people. I feel like, even though I don't agree with Pence on many things, I think he is a consistent candidate, and I don't think he and Harris are going to bash each other as Biden and Trump did. I think they're going to be more professional and more clear about what they stand for. That's what I think the outcome will be tonight in tonight's vice presidential debate. Um, As for other politics, um, Donnie thinks he's going to pause the stimulus package. I mean, even this morning, I was watching the news, and now he's, like, willing to negotiate certain parts of the package. So... He, he cracks me up. I mean, he can say and say and say stuff, but he actually doesn't have all that much power because we the people voted for the people that are 
part of Congress and part of what goes through for votes and laws. So take a seat, Johnny. Okay? Take a seat. Go back to your crib. Okay? Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, especially during this pandemic that is still going on. And it's not a hoax. And it just boggles my mind that people... I mean... I I recently got tested for COVID-19. It came out negative, fortunately. Thank the Lord. But I think there's a way to go about it and a way to think about the pandemic. I mean, if you 100% think it's a hoax, that's just totally disgusting behavior. Um, If you think it's not as intense as it really is, that's another topic to talk about. But either way, it's ongoing and... For Donald Trump to even threaten to take away people's rights and a relief package that would help millions and millions of Americans, whether you're working or not, is totally asinine and a huge fucking joke. And I've just had it with his gibberish shit he fucking tweets. First of all, Twitter needs to shut down for a week, and I think people actually start to think clearly. Because I think he's mixing up the juice a little too much these days. Too much potent Rufalins are going in that juice, and people are drinking it, and they're like, yeah, woo! Yeah, everyone needs to get take a water and get off social media and think about what you want for yourself in your life at this very moment. So I'm going to close the judge house today with a few last words. Um, go out and vote. Make sure you register to vote. Make sure you know your status of your registration, and just do it. As Nike said, just do it. Now, we will be dismissed from the Judge House and on to some Bravo TV. Ciao. Hey, girl, hey. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Be Real with Mike. Now let's talk about the good stuff, like Bravo TV. So, um, let's start with, like, the oldest news on Bravo TV uh, as of recent. So, clearly, New York and Beverly Hills are done. They finished their reunions. Um, let's jump on the Beverly Hills wagon. So, Denise is gone, which is fantastic news to me. But if it was last year and I found this out, I'd be a little upset because I did like her last year versus this um, season. I think she's very, I don't know, unpredictable. And I think she needs to go. And I think that was a great choice that they let her go. Um, I th- I think the debate between what if, if her and Brandy hooked up or not is pretty irrelevant now. I mean, I, I think everyone's just about had it. They're like, okay. Alright, um, you eat her pussy or not. Let's just move on. Who gives a shit? I mean, a lot of girls do that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, nothing special, but if you just had been honest and admitted to it, I think you'd get more respect to Denise. But you know what? You're probably just besting on the bold and beautiful. I think that's more fitting for you, because it's scripted, actually. Um, yeah, so, and on Beverly Hills' topic, did anyone hear about rumors floating around about who the new housewife may be 
or a new housewife maybe Kathy Hilton I mean I'm stoked because I think it'd be great it'd be great TV I mean not only is she Kyle Richards sister but her daughters I mean Paris and Nikki Hilton come on They'd definitely be part of it. I mean, they probably wouldn't be on as much, but I want to see what Kathy Hilton's life is like behind closed doors. And I think this would be a great platform for us to experience that. And especially since she's like part of the Hilton name, they got money, honey. So I want to see how it's spent, if you know what I'm saying. And I'm sure she'd host extravagant parties. And... Obviously, she's good friends with Kris Jenner, and I heard there was a rumor that Kris Jenner may be on it, but not as a housewife, but more as a friend. So, think about it. Kathy Hilton, Kris Jenner, Kyle, and I bet we'll see more Faye Resnick, too, guys. I mean, who doesn't love Faye Resnick? The morally corrupt Faye Resnick. I mean... The only thing, whenever I think of Faye Resnick, I think of the dinner party from hell, season one, at Camille Grammer's house, where she kind of questions the, uh, oh my god, that electronic cigarette lady. I always forget her name. But the way she, like, just interrogates her, she's like, ew, is that your normal behavior? Ew. But, like, she is a good addition to housewives because she doesn't give a flying hoo-ha she'll come out whatever whatever's on her mind she's gonna say it and say it with you know confidence and i love that about her but yeah if kathy hilton is legit i mean they're all connected with some rich ladies and some ladies that have great um history and drama and by drama i mean you know controversial headlines Um, I think that'd be great if they did that, but we'll have to wait and see. And also, I did hear that Erica Jane was demoted to a friend. I don't think I'd buy that. I think Erica should stay where she is as a housewife holding that diamond because she's earned it very much so. Um, but I do think they should bump Sutton up from friend to housewife and give her a diamond because she did provide some great entertainment this season of Beverly Hills and I like her a lot she really grew on me and I mean I think probably 95% of Beverly Hills Housewife fans are happy about Teddy Mellencamp getting the boot because I mean like Sutton says I thought you were going to be kind of boring and she was she was boring for three seasons I mean, she wasn't my biggest concern. I always did think she was boring. But now that it's, like, pointed out, and thinking back, Teddy did stir up a lot of the drama. And she wasn't boring. I mean, it'd be one thing if she just stirred up the drama and had um, something to replace the drama with that she stirred up. Or that she, you know, got going. But she just was getting in people's business too much, and nothing actually bring to the table so I think it was a good choice overall to get let her go yeah so that's Beverly Hills chat um, New York housewives a lot of changes here too I mean the reunion was 
absolutely hysterical. I don't wear masks in the ocean. I don't wear masks in the ocean. No shit, Ramona, because you love Donnie Trump. And it's so sad that we have to somehow pair politics with the pandemic because majority of people that think it's a hoax or aren't really respectful of the pandemic happening, majority are Trump supporters. I'm not saying all of them because I have some friends that are floaters in the middle, but majority of people that think it's BS go to Trump's side. And again, I'm just saying most, not all, but most people that actually think it's legit and wear masks kind of float to the left. And clearly Ramona is a righty in this situation. And she even admits that she's the top 1%. Remember that episode about dating? She likes Donald. She wants to sit on it. Next. But um, I still love Ramona. I don't want her to ever leave because she does provide great entertainment for New York Housewives. Um, Dorinda deflecting everything of the season. Like her drinking, her miserableness, her behavior, her lashing out to Luann like several times about her mugshot. She needs, she, I think she needed the boot because I think she needed to wake up and deflect, not deflect, reflect, the reflect on her behavior and her choices in this season. And I still don't understand why she doesn't like Tinsley. I mean, Tinsley is pretty innocent. She keeps to herself. She stays in her hotels. And she doesn't really bug ya. Unless she's like, you know, drinking at a party and having fun. Nothing bad with that. Um, but, yeah, the reunion was very funny. It was probably better than Beverly Hills reunion, to be honest with you. Um, and I got a little scared, too, when they thought... Leah wasn't returning because she took down her title in her Instagram. Um, I knew it wasn't real, but I had a feeling there was something behind it, and that was definitely the compensation. She wasn't making that much, and they wanted, her, and they apparently provided her with a pathetic contract. And I'm glad she fought more for it because now she makes three times what she made the first time she was on The Housewives. So her second um, year on The Housewives will be triple what she started out with. And I think that's fair because she did, you know, bring the shit this season for New York Housewives, especially after Tinsley left. I mean, I felt like she had a lot of weight in her shoulders to carry the season. And she did it beautifully. So I think she deserves every penny more than what she made her first season. And that's that. I'm Andy Cohen, and I call the shots. No, it's kidding. Um, yeah, so New York and Beverly Hills are done with for this year of 2020. And I'm interested to see how all these changes play out for the upcoming seasons of both cities. And those that's my two cents on those cities. Um... And we'll end that segment right there. Um, on the next segment, I want to talk about Real Housewives of Potomac and how it's the best franchise out right now for Housewives. Chat soon.
Hey everybody, thanks for tuning back in to Let's Be Real with Mike. Mike here. Um, let's talk about Housewives of Potomac. Personally, my favorite Housewife franchise right now because they're just amazing. So, um, recently on Potomac, we witnessed Monique and Candace's brawl at the winery in the barn. Um, this has caused for a lot of debate about what sides people are on. Um, personally, I'm Team Monique, um, even though I know she did the more intense physical part of the fight, but she was very much provoked, and if you're a true Potomac fan, you would have seen that she's been provoked for the past like two or three seasons from Candace, just based on her um, degrading commenting and just poking the bear. I think Candace... I don't think she deserved the hair pulling, but she definitely deserved a consequence because of her bratty behavior, especially towards Monique. I mean, let's just face it, Monique is from the hood. That's just her reaction. I mean, no excuse. Physical is never the answer to any uh, disagreement. You don't get physical people. But like I said, I'm not excusing her behavior, but I do understand her behavior. And as for Candace, um, I think she is just as guilty for the incident as Monique is. To me, it's 50-50. Um, and even when Candace went to her therapist, he even questioned her as to saying, like, do you think you contributed to this in any way? And she had to think for a moment. And honestly, I think she contributed a lot to the outcome and consequence of what happened that night at the winery because you just don't get in people's faces and I mean expect something to happen especially Monique <laughs> I mean you can already tell that she's an intense housewife very opinionated very strong woman and I think Candace kind of knew what was going to happen and um I love Monique's bird, by the way. I forget the bird's name, but I think it's just an amazing addition to her whole character and her her family um, family vibes there. I love it. I love that she's an animal lover, as I am too. I mean, hello, I have two guinea pigs who I fucking love. But anywho, um, Potomac is amazing, and that fight, the hair pulling fight was craziness, but it's what we needed in our in her own, like, personal housewife drama needs. Well, I'm speaking for myself, but I may be speaking for many other people, too. So, it was great. And I know Karen decided to put upon herself to have and host uh, a get-together with the girls, minus Candace, about Monique's behaviors. And I think it was very mature of Monique to... It's um, kind of like initiate a meeting such as that, and I think it's awesome that Karen provided the space for it because I think Karen's very neutral. I know many people would think no, but I think she was given this situation. And uh, Monique, I don't know. I think people need to, just don't get her as they should, such as like Giselle and Robin. I'm very disappointed in them. Um, Giselle, first off coming with a security guard come on sweetie you think you need a security guard like really that is so attention seeking it's not even funny 
it's actually makes me disrespect lose a lot of respect for Dizelle that much more and the fact that she was note-taking during Monique's um, discussion of what happened and how she feels that's very condescending to me and I love how Monique was like you can do whatever you want and think for your self-righteousness and I think she is absolutely dead on point with that and she does tell versions that are very much the Giselle version. They're not actually the version, it's a Giselle version. And I think she does that a lot to not only her children, but to probably many other friends of hers, including and especially the housewives, when it's not about them. Because she wants people to side with her. And that's where I disagree with Giselle. I don't think she really went into it with um, an open mind. I think she already knew where her mind was at, and that's more towards Candace. And also, I think she has personal jealousy over Monique and her life. That's just what I'm getting. And it kills me that she said she needs to um, defend her and Jamal's reputation. Um, Jamal has six children, three of which are yours. And what I heard, the three other ones are from two different baby mamas. So the reputation there is just nothing you need to uphold or hold on to because it's already out there on the media and we already know that he cheated on you several times and apparently with a 16 year old from his church so I think that's a lame ass excuse as to why you're uh, separating yourself from an ink I don't think that's a legitimate excuse to cover up your reputation but whatever helps you sleep at night you know what I'm saying and I don't like how Robin all of a sudden, like, jumped on Monique as to saying, like, she's just being so condescending. Robin, you weren't the one in the situation. And Monique is trying to express herself to you ladies, and you and Giselle are just being assholes to her, not even letting her talk. And I don't think that's right or respectful. And at this point of the game, my favorite ones in Potomac are Ashley and Karen and Monique. I mean, first and foremost, they're the most down-to-earth ones. Um, and Ashley Darby has really grown on me. At first, I thought she was a little like, bratty with the older man. Blah, blah, blah. Sugar daddy. But uh, who doesn't want a sugar daddy, first of all? And um, I think she's really a good friend. And I love how she puts people accountable to things, but also takes their apology very serious and looks forward instead of backwards. And I think that's a huge... Um, character trait to have especially given such a strong woman in the Potomac franchise and Karen also is just a sweetheart the grand dame I love her I feel bad for what she's going through right now with her husband but I love Karen and I think she's a really good friend I act like I know her but I do I hang out with them all the time like every weekend we go to Karen's for like a fire I was kidding I wish <laughs> um but yeah, Potomac is just raving with reviews. It's just great. I'm getting good vibes. And uh, they show a previews for the second half of the season, and it looks just as tense and exciting, especially this side with the men. So Chris and I think Michael getting a little fight at a event or outing, which I'm really looking forward to seeing. And I love how Ashley Darby is calling Candace out on her shit again. Go Ashley. 
fucking love that bitch. But, um, I really feel for Monique, though. When it comes down to it, I just feel for her. And apparently, people were trying to spread rumors about her, her third child being not of Chris Samuels, but of from the trainer. That's kind of messed up. And that's pot stirring. And I smell a lot of Giselle and Candace on that rumor. So, I don't know. I loved Giselle when the f- series first started, Potomac one. But, um, as it's going on, my respect for her is going down. If you know what I'm saying? It's like, no, Giselle, go to bed. Um, you are still with Jamal or Cheater on you. So, uh, yeah. I think we shouldn't talk about other people. We have other shit going on in our own lives. Giselle. Okay? But, um, yeah, I was a little disappointed, though, with Robin and Giselle, the last episode. Um, that's if the listeners are caught up with Potomac. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. And I think Potomac is a hidden gem that is now being given more respect in the Bravo world. You know, respect the goodness, people. Catch up with the Potomac's housewives. They're awesome. Um, but I'm going to end this segment with that, and we'll put a pin on that for, you know, upcoming episodes. Um, the next segment, let's talk about some things we're looking forward to, and some goodies on right now TV, and some opinions we may have about some things going on in the reality TV world. Check you later. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning back into Let's Be Real with Mike. Um, so, Bravo TV is coming out with a couple new housewives, or one brand new one, Salt Lake City, and, you know, coming back with OC. Um, I'm looking forward to Salt Lake City. The cast looks very diverse and just different overall, and I think it'll be a very refreshing start for a new housewife series, and, you know in the end of 2020. I mean, just let's just end this year with some goodies, and I think Salt Lake City is gonna be a goodie. Um, I just love what I'm seeing in the previews. I know previews can sometimes be misleading, but I'm feeling good about this franchise for some reason, and I think it's what we needed. Um, Real Housewives of OC looks pretty good. Um, I can't Stop thinking about Kelly Dodd, though. I mean, I liked Kelly Dodd. I still kind of like her. But she's allowing poli- like politics stuff to get in her image. Since she is, like, married to, like, a Fox News anchor. Um, she's really, like, Trumpy more. And it's very obvious. I mean, she just recently had a bridal party. Or bridal shower party. And she got a gift from a friend and it was a hat and the hat said drunk wives matter drunk wives matter hmm. so you mean to tell me you're not going to expect fans or viewers of yours to have an opinion on that I mean I know you clearly have an opinion and you clearly don't care about any movements or any 
have any empathy of that matter for what's going on in our country right now, Kelly. So, personally, I've lost a lot of respect for her. And I don't think she's, there's no coming back from this for her. I think she's had a lot of, a lot of chances to clean up her act. And I think she's just digging herself in a deeper hole, in my opinion. And I wouldn't really so much mind if they let her go. I mean, they've let people go for very minor things compared to Kelly. I mean, Kelly's like, you know, drive the Trump train, wearing hats that, you know, mock movements, and is getting away with it. So that's not cool in my book. Um, I mean, if they're gonna let Dorinda go, they let Teddy go. She's boring, but they won't let a housewife go because she thinks some political things are not that important enough. Hmm. Interesting. I think Bravo needs to look over this. I mean, let's just think about Stassi and Kristen. They got let go for being racist, apparently, for one thing they did, which they definitely suffered consequences for. But it's almost like Kelly's like on the surface of the letting go line. She's like now scratching it. She's getting a little deeper. But I think the hat thing, in my eyes, drunk wives matter. Bye-bye. You can't be joking about such a thing at this time in our nation. Just unacceptable and inexcusable. Next. But they are entertaining. But that's my opinion on OC Housewives there. Um, and... Don't Be Tardy actually premiered last night. I don't know if any of you are Kim Zolciak Beerman fans, but I sure am. I love her. Um, first and foremost, she drinks out a solo cup all day, every day. Drinking Chardonnay. I mean, it's fucking cool. And she's not sloppy drunk. She just chills on her wine in a solo cup all day with six kids. Gotta give her props. I mean, pretty cool. I'm digging it. And I love her because she's such a bold woman and confident. And she's probably one of the realest housewives that Bravo TV's ever had. I mean, the fact they give her a spinoff for eight seasons now is very telling. Not many other housewives have spinoff shows that have been successful as much as Kim Zolciak's. And that's a lot to say for that. Um, Her kids are so cute. They're all, like, just great kids. And who doesn't love Chef Tracy? Chef Tracy, like, makes the show. She's, like, the Melissa McCarthy of the house. Her laugh is just so... I don't know. Her laugh is just amazing. And, yeah, I just love it. And we saw last time the premiere that the Beermans are going on a RV trip across the country... And they're just visiting certain spots, such as Nashville and her aunts in Ohio, I believe. And what a crazy bunch. If any of you have watched it or are going to watch it, they have this massive RV. And all six of them are on the RV, including Chef Tracy and the nanny. Um, just imagine that energy. I mean, if you know the family, too, that's a lot of energy. And... And also, we found out that Kim brought 40 bottles of wine for the trip. 40 bottles. That's a lot of wine. But if you're dealing with that much energy, you might really actually need it. 
especially her. Um, Don't Be Tardy, though, is a great series. And if you haven't watched it, I definitely recommend watching from season one. And you'll slowly see Kim's transition of her looks and the work she's had done. But she won't ever admit about her nose job, which is hilarious, because she'll admit, like, tummy tucks. She'll admit, like, plastic surgery. She'll admit, like, fillers, lip fillers, boob job, blah, 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 wigs. But she won't ever admit a nose job. She always goes to the excuse of the contouring. Oh, it's just the contouring. Just the contour. You can only do so much, sweetie. Contour. Just admit it. We, I still love you. But just admit it. Come on. I think that people actually respect you more. Not that they don't, but just admit it. I still love you, Kim. But, um, yeah, Bravo's got some good shows on and coming out right now. Don't be tardy premiere last night. And we still have OC and Salt Lake City Housewives coming out, which I'm ecstatic for. So excited for. Um, also, on TV in general, um, they're coming out with the new Witches. I mean, who doesn't love the Angelica Houston version of Witches? 1991, I believe. Amazing. That will always go down as one of the best movies ever. Especially from Jim Henson. Hello. But I'm actually interested to see what Anne Hathaway does. I did recently see a preview for it, and she has a totally different look than the original Grand High Witch. And but she does looks looks like she does a good take on it. It looks pretty creepy. Witches creep me out, but I love them. And speaking of witches, um, I just recently watched The Worst Witch. I forget what year it came out, but it has Feruza Balk in it. And it was definitely, like, an English film with, like, actors you don't even know. But they did put some, like, American actors in there just so you do know some of the movie actors. If that makes any sense, probably not. My mind is pretty crazy right now. I just had a pumpkin cold brew. So I'm, like, zing, zing, zing everywhere. But um, Tim Curry is in Worst Witch, along with Fruza Balk. And... If you haven't seen that, it's an oldie, but a very, very goodie. So I recommend it, especially Halloween. Come on, we're switch it up. And speaking of Fruz Balk, they are remaking, or I think, it, actually reading more into it, it's a sequel of The Craft, the 1996 The Craft. Fruz Balk, Nev Campbell, um, Rachel True, and Robin... Tully, Tunny, I think her name was. But also, that is a great OG classic, The Craft. And October 28th, I believe, is when they're coming out with the sequel or remake, quote-unquote, of The Craft. And I'm very interested to see that remake. That's like my number one thing I'm looking forward to right now, The Craft remake sequel. Because when I grew up, I was in so into witches for some reason, and I wanted to be like a wizard witch. I don't know. I don't know if it was like a goth phase, but I don't know. I just love the dark aspect of it, like mysterious, interesting, but freaky aspect of it. I don't know. Light as a feather, stiff as a board, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but yeah, those are some things I'm looking forward to. And Pen15 on Hulu, season two is out. I literally cry laughing every episode. If you haven't seen the first season, and if you want a good laugh, it's like really 
easy to just tune into. You don't really need to think much. You just have to watch. And it's pure entertainment. It's so relatable. These older girls like wrote the show and they act as teenagers in it. They're probably like 40s, but they act as if they're like in middle school or high school in the 90s. So think of like the awkward braces, the awkward hairdo, the awkward pants, the big shirts. I mean, phones with cords, craziness. But um, I definitely recommend Pen15 if you want a good laugh with not so much thinking to a show. And um, the the, uh, Drew Barrymore show is phenomenal. Such good energy and good vibes that the world needed at this time right now. Uh, she's just amazing. I love Drew Barrymore. She's one of my favorite actors, if you don't already know that. But um, she's on a daytime show now at 9 a.m. every day. And she's just a great burst of energy. She's just so positive, just so lively, and very, very humble. And I think everyone would benefit from watching her show because she always just gives like great advice and has great guest stars on it. One of which was uh, Tom Green, her ex-husband. And that was a very interesting interview. But I loved it. He's very awkward, but you can tell they just have such genuine feelings for each other. And that's why I love Drew, because she doesn't hold back about how she feels. She just says what's on her mind. And there's no, like, cover to it. It's just, here I am. Boom. Love it. So those are some shows that I think you should watch if you haven't in movies that you should look forward to watching. And that's about it for today, people. Um, Thanks for tuning in to Let's Be Real with Mike. And until next time, please go out and vote November 3rd, or at least register, because the country depends on it. And don't say, oh, it's just one vote. No. They all matter. You matter. You're beautiful. We love you. Love yourself. Just care for yourself. Do what's good for you. Do what's good for the country. And and with that, adios. Bye-bye. Ciao. Good day. Chat soon, peeps. Bye-bye.